Welcome to Therapy for Nerds, the show where licensed mental health professionals use their favorite topics like TV, books, games, and movies to provide psychoeducation on mental health. Please note, this is not meant to be a replacement for mental health treatment or services. Hi, welcome to Therapy for Nerds. I am Casty Russell, along with our new host. Hi, I'm Candice. And today we wanted to do a little bit of a Valentine's Day special. So we are going to be talking about our choices for the top three and bottom three couples in the MCU. And we're going to try to keep it as much to the MCU as possible because I know we could totally go into like comics and stuff. I'm not as well versed in comics as I am in the MCU, Mm -hmm. but could go there i do have some knowledge (laughs) i have zero knowledge so it would be all you honestly it's it's a lot of secondhand knowledge (laughs) completely (laughs) honest my my sister's like yeah (laughs) anyway (laughs) so should we start with the the three couples that we decided were like top tier couples or should we stop start with the the bottom tier couples oh that's tough um maybe maybe i'll start with the bottom three. Oh man are we <laughs> and so this is in no particular order but and we will be giving a little bit of an explanation as to why we have chosen these couples mm-hmm. but let's start off with tony and pepper and I, I have a feeling Tony fans are going to, like, hate me because you can't say anything negative about Tony without his fans coming out of the woodworks. Iron Man has a lot of fanboys, which I'm not... I wonder if it was played by any other actor than Robert Downey Jr., if he would have the amount of fanboys he has. I don't know. I feel like Robert Downey Jr. really fits Iron Man. He just plays the role so well that it's hard to imagine like anyone else being him so yeah he really does Mm -hmm. so the reason the main reason to start off why I don't think that they have healthy relationship dynamics would be he is her boss Mm -hmm. at the start in like in the first movie right like she's Mm -hmm basically a secretary and basically kicks the women that he sleeps with out of his house like that's one of the early scenes in the movie is yeah he sleeps with a woman and then she wakes up the next like the woman wakes up in his house the next day and pepper's like hmm the woman's like oh i just had the best night and then pepper's like hmm hi honey (laughs) (laughs) what a job and speaking of that like isn't there a huge age gap between the two of them i don't know if their ages are really established in the mcu okay age gap between the actors I'm I'm not super sure. I don't know. I guess every time I think about boss and secretary sort of relationships, it tends to be like a pretty wide age gap. I mean, yeah, typically. I'm not I'm not sure about an age gap with that one, but 
it's definitely there's definitely power dynamics going on absolutely Um, absolutely like it it could potentially prevent her from saying no to this relationship and that's unhealthy as heck yeah definitely and like i i would argue the character pepper like is able to hold her own in most cases that we see that especially in iron man 3 Mm -hmm. um and then when she puts on the suit and becomes rescue but it's like it's it's still not still not it he's still Mm -hmm. very much and it it hints in at least a couple of the movies that they had to take a break for one reason or another i think because he gets so in in, he gets so enraptured with his work that he kind of ignores her for extended periods of time Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and so it kind of hints that there's a lot of strains in their relationship including his PTSD that in the third movie he doesn't have any kind of handle on he hasn't Mm -hmm. sought any kind of treatment Mm -hmm. um and Pepper can see just how much he's struggling and she tries to push him towards getting some kind of help but then Mm -hmm. he really brushes it off and tries to play it off as nothing Mm -hmm. yeah that's not a healthy coping mechanism at all and on top of that that makes it sound like there's really pretty lousy communication between the two of them right because in a healthy relationship you would be able to talk to your partner about your issues and rely on one another and support one another and that just doesn't seem to be going on between the two of them yeah especially I, i would argue in the earlier movies there's not great communication going on between them mm hmm mm hmm no bueno. <laughs> Should we move on to the next couple? Yeah, I I genuinely don't know too much about Tony and Pepper, so that that's my <laughs> input there. <laughs> so this is just me. This is just my thoughts. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I can bank off what you're saying and I can understand why their relationship <laughs> is not a healthy one. Totally fair. So the next one is Doctor Strange and Christine. And in my note, I literally just wrote, he's a dick. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like that in and of itself it is good enough to just say that's that's not a good relationship. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's, that's the it. end. Right. He's very um, self-centered, like focused on himself and mm-hmm. wanting to be in control of things. I'm not too familiar with their relationship as a whole but him as a character is just because they don't really they're not in a relationship really in the first doctor strange movie it's Mm -hmm. really just hinted at in passing like Mm -hmm. oh they were in a relationship but then they broke up because he's a dick basically Mm -hmm. um and then you see her trying to be there for him while he's going through like the the surgery for his hands to try to get them to the point where he can do surgery again. Um, and then he pushes her away because he can't stand that he's not in control. Uh, mm-hmm. I, control is definitely a huge element to his character mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the need to have for everything to be within his control. Right. I, I think 
and that definitely plays into like his profession as a surgeon being in control of life and death like right it's def that's definitely for his ego which mm -hmm. his ego is a huge part of his character and it's not good for blossoming relationships as you can tell by them not being together in mm -hmm. in the first movie and then her getting married to another character to some character we don't even know in the second right. movie right um and he spends a lot of the second movie trying to get with the different version different universe version of her yeah or at least it's looking like he's interested in her but she's also like, you're a dick in every universe. So yeah, no. like the fact that he doesn't even change in any of the universes says a lot about who he is. And, you know, when you were saying that he basically pushes Christine away, it made me think about like the four horsemen in a relationship mm -hmm. and in particular, like stonewalling, right? Mm -hmm. Not listening to your partner when they're trying to tell you something or just turning away and we don't want to do that that's not healthy for any part of a relationship and especially not one you're trying to blossom mm -hmm. yeah definitely um yeah and all i can think about is like with the uh i don't I'm not sure if the what if series counts for this as like part of the MCU, but I'm just gonna add it to it because uh -huh. I thought what if Doctor Strange loses his heart was like one of the weakest episodes and it's Christine dies instead of him getting his hands crushed. And so mm -hmm. he spends, he like goes through the mystic arts in order to bring her back to life. Hmm. And it still doesn't feel like it's really him doing it out of some kind of, like, love. Mm -hmm. It's him doing it out of some sort of need to control the situation, to control life and death. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just his character. And you, that's not someone who would be healthy to get into a relationship with right because that's exactly someone that would just be super controlling over everything you did we even yeah. see him saying just like really rude condescending things to her in multiple scenes mm -hmm. that's like abuse 101 right there someone who's very controlling and manipulative in a relationship because you i mean anyone in a relationship should have the freedom to make their own decisions mm -hmm. and uh dr strange is not someone who would let their partner do that it seems no because he would be like well i know what's best because i'm so smart i'm a surgeon i control life and death <laughs> <laughs> is that too, is that too mean <laughs> are we just mocking him <laughs> a little too much and it's funny because like i enjoy people are gonna watch this and think that i hate like iron man and doctor strange and i don't like i think they're mm -hmm. fun interesting characters mm -hmm. do i think that they're healthy characters to be in a relationship with no mm -hmm. definitely exactly. not like those are not those are not <laughs> if you're gonna pick any person in the mcu to like be in a relationship with <laughs> 
those are two of probably the worst people you can pick. I agree. I agree. Like complete consensus over like these are two interesting characters with interesting backstories, but they need a lot of work on themselves before they could qualify as a healthy good partner. <laughs> yeah, they need to learn some communication skills. <laughs> some boundary yeah. setting with like yeah. work and home because both of them are not good at setting boundaries between work and home right like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. their work is their identity yeah for both of them. and that's exactly. why Dr. Strange has such a visceral reaction to having his hands crushed is because that that is his whole identity is mm -hmm. being able to be the most amazing surgeon yeah, exactly. I mean, and on top of those two things, I would say like just general idea of emotional intelligence. This seems to be lacking, which is yep. a shame. It's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I had read somewhere that instead of looks now, what people are looking for in partners is emotional intelligence. They don't have that. So <laughs> <laughs> don't go for them if you ever yeah. have the option to. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense because there's so much emotional labor that goes into a relationship yeah that if you could cut that in half by just having someone that has the smallest bit of emotional intelligence to know what emotions they're feeling and mm -hmm. know what emotions the other person might be feeling mm -hmm. would be so helpful in so many relationships right like the capacity to be there for your partner when they're having a tough time or like when even if you have a tough day mm -hmm. like still being able to hold that space for your partner yeah and, and be there for them that I think that's just it's such an important aspect to a relationship yeah so I did promise three couples down at the bottom right 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 still missing one so last but not least and maybe he's last because i don't i don't view either of these characters as like mean mm -hmm. but they just want to work and that is bruce and natasha <laughs> like like when they suddenly showed up as a couple i don't remember in which movie i was like ultron Age when ultron. yeah I, yeah exactly when the hell did this happen? I feel like there was no lead up to it. It just suddenly happened and it literally made zero sense. Like Natasha and Captain America, I could see they had more um, chemistry between the two of them. Natasha and Bruce, did they really ever interact much? They Okay, and this, this is probably part of the reason why it seems so jarring is because Natasha is the one in the first Avengers movie to go and get Bruce from his hiding spot, right? Like she is sent to go get him for Nick Fury. So she goes and is talking with him and then he does the slightest thing and she has her gun on him, right? Like she she's terrified of him yeah and that's the only interactions you really see is there's also another interaction where he turns into the hulk on the airship mm -hmm. and tries to murder her like, oh my gosh 
the only reason why he doesn't is because Thor comes in and knocks him on his butt like mm -hmm. it and then they're they're kind of seen together in the battle of New York but even then it's just like kind of in passing right like mm -hmm. they're shooting some stuff and then Cap is like Hulk go smash some things and then Hulk runs off to smash things they're not really interacting there there's no scene of her like shooting an alien and then Bruce coming in and finishing the job right mm -hmm. there's no mm -hmm. her getting swarmed by aliens and then Bruce coming in and saving her right like it's no. there's no. none of that the the only scenes we see of them interacting together in the first movie is of her trying to keep a, a good face on but under the surface we know she's terrified of him right and for good reason because mm -hmm. he did attack her mm -hmm. i mean so this makes me think like is this like some form of stockholm syndrome where she gets a person who makes her like super scared and and this fear somehow gets like misinterpreted as love <laughs> like the the relationship just makes no sense the only thing i can think of is it's just bad writing it's just and it's also the the issue with black widow being the only female avenger for so long is just like all the the writers and directors had their own like vision for her mm -hmm. and there's so many like possible couplings with her and like all the avengers because she's like basically every avenger has like a moment with her right like in iron man 2 tony's turns to pepper and is like "Ooh, can i have one when she's when black widow's doing our, her black widow stuff which is mm -hmm. another like ill kind of moment right um and then she has then she's in the captain america movie so mm -hmm. where she's with captain america Mm -hmm. uh, in the first Avengers, she's shown to have a very close personal relationship with Hawkeye. Right. I, the only one, I guess, would be Thor that she doesn't really get into. I mean, I feel like Natasha and Bruce or Natasha and Thor, both, like, if that had happened, it's still the same thing. Like, it just doesn't well, no, make like, sense <laughs> Natasha and Thor wouldn't have made any sense but I'm just saying like that's he's the only character I can think of where there wasn't some kind of like passing at like at least in passing mm -hmm. reference to ooh maybe they could get together or uh, ooh, maybe he's sexually interested in her mm -hmm. um yeah, he's the only male Avenger that I can think of that I don't think had that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it. It kind of bothers me that they felt the need to pair her off with even anybody. Like, why couldn't she just be like that solo, independent, awesome female Avenger? Like, I don't know. I feel like movies often feel the need to like couple off. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like holding myself back right now because I could literally do a half hour solo episode of just me saying everything I wish they had done for Black Widow and Natasha. Like I, 
That'll be a separate episode, y'all. So many <laughs> thoughts about Natasha. They did her so dirty. And I mm-hmm. I will never get over her ending in Endgame. Like I will I will be mad about that to the till the day I die. I will hold on to that anger. <laughs> I was shocked that they killed her off, to be honest. Oh, spoiler. Whoops. If I don't think that anyone we should have done a spoiler warning warning (laughs) at the beginning but like we're talking about mcu couples like you gotta you gotta know your stuff there's gonna be some spoiler right 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 yeah i i genuinely thought it was gonna be hawkeye but they didn't kill him off because he has a family i guess i'm yeah sure yeah but because he has a family it would have been even more impactful if they killed him off and there's Mm -hmm. there were they're probably included in that episode i would talk about how many instances they had to kill off hawkeye's character and how it really doesn't make sense for him to have lived this long yeah i i don't know whole writing for (laughs) age of ultron was like setting him up to die and then Mm -hmm. instead it's pietro and then it pietro says you didn't see that coming and it's not really to Hawkeye, it's really to the audience because the audience has been set up of like, you know, the the classic like, oh, I'm two days from retirement kind of character in a cop show or a cop movie, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like they set him up to be that character, right? Where you see the family, you see that he has like this lovely home with these kids. They set him up to be that. Right. And then in the last second where you think he's going to die, instead, they kill off this character who they don't have established, who they could have done so much more with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a shame, honestly. So they they could have, and then they could have killed him in Endgame, and the Hawkeye show could have been her training the next Hawkeye. Like, that That would have been great. That would have been actually, Yeah. Would've... <laughs> Cassidy is about to go on a rant, y'all. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. I mean, I totally, I totally get it. I've of- thought a lot about how, like, how does he survive so long? Like, like, like you're saying, they've set him up to die. He, he uses just- a bow and an arrow that doesn't automatically like ref. How does he have so many? Ar- I don't. I don't know. He's like some kind of weird energizer bunny of the MCU where he just keeps going. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> like the actor himself, I'm sure. Great person. I, I just yeah. like the character. I I, I struggle yeah. to get behind. So anyways, we're not talking about Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sure he's fine <laughs> with his oh, wife. I'm, oh, they seem true, fine. true. Yeah, they I mean, they have, a, they have kids and everything. I'm sure that they're working things out, you know, yeah. things out um, for their relationship. They're not in our top three, though. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not our top three. They're honorable mention, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as far as, like, Bruce and Natasha, and then I really didn't like the whole, I'm a monster because I can't have babies deal. And then Bruce's, me too, I can't have babies. And that's, like, supposed to be the way that they bond. And it's just like, why would they bond over that? And it was such a forced conversation. And then also, 
the fact that it in the latest MCU show that the last scene is the Hulk going, "Hey, here's my son." Right. So it's like what happened to not being able to have kids? Yeah. Um I I almost thought about like is this their attempt at trauma bonding or something? Okay, and you know, I... PSA, trauma bonding relationships don't work. <laughs> yeah, they they really don't. They don't. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's a way to connect with someone. But uh if that's the only thing that's drawing you to one another, it's not it's not gonna last, y'all. Just saying. <laughs> yeah should we go into our our top three couples now yeah yeah sounds good let's do that okay so the first one how about we start off with the good old wanda and virgin yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay you know more about wanda and vision than i do i like i know them just sort of like generally as well i think they're very cute they're a very attractive couple um they both have you know their own sort of like supernatural superpowers so that's pretty cool and i like that scene where vision just walks through her wall and into her room you know (laughs) boundaries am i right (laughs) anyway which she she calls him out on yes makes an effort in the future like you see that effort which is also a good part like that shows good communication in their relationship of them talking to each other setting boundaries Mm -hmm. um and just they're just so sweet and so cute together and the the grief that wanda feels is so so visceral um in wandavision but there's one scene in wandavision that um is like a flashback scene to before he died of them at the Avengers compound and he's trying to comfort her by doing like he did research to find the perfect meal from her homeland and he's trying to cook it for her he doesn't really understand how to cook because he's not human and he doesn't actually understand how things taste because he can't eat but mm-hmm. he's still making that effort to comfort her in a way that he's been told is comforting to humans. Right. Um, and then he's like, sits down and he watches the shows that she loves to, as like, a, and it's just such a sweet bonding moment where mm-hmm. you can tell like he's really trying his hardest <laughs> to be there for her, even right. though he doesn't he's never done that for anyone before because he's Mm -hmm. like two days old or whatever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and he's not even human but he's he's trying to be and it's just such a sweet tender moment and then she's talking to him about the grief that she feels and how devastating it is to her and he's the the quote that i found so just amazing Mm -hmm. um what is grief if not love persevering Mm -hmm. which is such such a beautiful quote yeah um it is it's so deep oh my goodness 
and then just to see how far they would go for each other like mm-hmm. we know Wanda would go as far as to do the WandaVision thing kidnap yeah. the whole town and make them mm-hmm. play out her her uh, sitcom fantasies mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. not that I think she really intended to do that like if she had the choice to do that I don't think she would have I don't feel like she really understood what she was doing until towards the end of the show Mm-hmm. Um, it was really like her grief had taken over for her, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we—I had a whole, whole long episode on WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Feel free to check that out. I talk with a couple of therapists that specialize in grief, and we really go into it. One of my favorite episodes. I can put that in the show notes. Um, <laughs> it, and then also like, so we see her do that for him, right? Mm-hmm. Well, also, if you watch the what if, what if episode with the zombie episode, um, Vision is obviously immune to becoming a zombie because he's not human. There's no like flesh. So he, but Wanda is not. So Wanda becomes a zombie mm-hmm. and Vision lures people so that he can feed them to his zombie girlfriend. <laughs> And, like, if that's not some kind of weird, twisted love, I don't know what it is. I, I agree. I agree. It's a little it's a little messed up, but, hey, he's doing it for her. He's, you know, yeah. I, I remember saying something of, like, don't get yourself a hero as a boyfriend because, like, he'll sacrifice you to save the world. Get yourself a villain as a because he'll sacrifice the world to save you (laughs) i don't know how healthy that is but like those two it it feels like it that is the good what is it metaphor for those two that's not that's not the word comparison compare yeah yeah I i can see that i can see that and like Hearing you talk about how Vision, um, you know, tried to learn how to cook or sat down and watched shows with her and, and listened to her talk about her grief, like, that is a partner who shows that they care in more than one ways without, like, having to ask them to do something for you. Now, you know, I don't think it's healthy to always expect partners to know what it is that you want or to read your mind. But when they do these little actions, I without, you know, being asked and they're paying attention to what it is that their partner needs, I think that says a lot about them as a person. Yeah. Um, yeah, look for someone like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's who you want. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That that is so sweet. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the zombie thing or the cooking thing? Oh the cooking thing. I mean I, the zombie <laughs> thing is it's twisted and cute. I, okay. It, I know it's weird to call it cute, but it is it is pretty cute, you know, in a effed up sort of way. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just teasing you. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. But like if if I were like turned into a zombie and and I had a partner who 
couldn't turn into a zombie. I, you know, I feel the love if they were just feeding me humans. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm not endorsing eating on humans, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, just PSA. Want to put yeah. it out there? <laughs> well, we just go on to the next couple. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. All the right. Couple I have written down is uh, Peter and MJ. So, you know, I'm a huge fan of, of Spider-Man. Um, I, I would say probably my favorite superhero. And now the relationship, I wish I, I paid more attention to, but there's something about it that at least stuck out for me with the Tom Holland and Zendaya coupling. Like, okay, first and foremost, I think they're a really cute couple in, in real life very very adorable but i i would say like in the movies i feel like mj is really made to be this perceptive individual who recognizes or pays attention to these little details uh in the people who are around her and especially like peter if i recall correctly i think she realized that he was hiding a secret probably something big like being spider-man but it's like she respected his boundaries and didn't push on it, you know. And once they did get together, like, they were very supportive of one another. Like, whatever it is that they needed to do for each other, they were willing to go to the lengths to do that. And I think that's something that's really important in a relationship is, like, being able to stick through tough situations, thick and thin, communicating through all of that and I feel like that's what they have yeah yeah definitely so like when in uh no way home where she's getting like interrogated by the police and she's just like I'm not gonna talk like I'm not gonna rat my boyfriend out exactly Uh, and then you see them holding like having a strong front together while they're walking into school and there's all these people Mm -hmm. that are yelling all these like crazy things like mm-hmm. are you gonna have his spider babies to teenagers right That's... creepy like i know that the actors are not teenagers anymore but when you think about it in context of the film they are literally walking into a high school right that is creepy to be yelling at a high school girl are you going to be having this high school boys babies like that's weird no, that's like stepping on so many boundaries. Don't say that to people ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's yeah. Even if they're older, that's weird. But it's like an added layer to high school. Oh, absolutely, yeah. it's an added added layer of um creepiness and inappropriateness mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah, I wish I had more to say, like because I I. I like have this gut feeling of they're a really solid couple. Um, I just I I don't have specifics in my mind to back it up. They're just really cute, and they are really cute. And I do feel like they they spend a lot of time being really there for each other. Like yeah, as soon as she's let in on the secret, like she's she's down for anything. Like she's mm-hmm. on the adventure, mm-hmm. and 
she's ha- she has fun with it right and she so they have like in in far from home and no way home there's instances where she backs him up a lot where he's mm-hmm. able to call on her for help mm-hmm. she's able to call like reason rely on him for help so it's very much a mutual relationship Absolutely. and then his ability to recognize at the end of no way home like what if she's safer without me even though it's really painful yes like that shows a lot of that must have been really hard for him to do yeah so self-sacrificing for her her well-being and you know, as you're talking about all this, I'm thinking about um, Far From Home and how that was a movie that he was trying to get her attention, gain her affection. And like, <laughs> um, I'm I'm almost certain that he went out to get a gift for her, like specifically yes, he with her interests in mind and the fact that like yeah. he pays attention to her characteristics, her personality and who she is in it. is as an individual and goes out and and seeks a gift that suits her I think that's very like telling of an uh, attentive individual uh, someone who really cares Um, I have to say the (laughs) there is that one scene in that movie too where he accidentally sends a missile to that one guy (laughs) towards the one guy in his class and I just thought that's really really hilarious yeah it's like get away from her but yeah yeah he seeks out the the black delilah necklace and it's black delilah like the murders um (laughs) which is Mm -hmm. he specifically sought that out because he figured that knowing her interests that she would love a gift like that and she did so yeah that's definitely when you're getting a gift for someone, you should think of what they would be interested in. Exactly. Don't don't go getting a gift that like you think you think they would like and you would definitely like, you know, like don't don't be don't be one of those people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like like a Homer Simpson giving his wife a bowling ball with his name on it, like and then it's it's just a gift for him. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Do what Peter and MJ are doing for one another. Yeah, I'm sorry to bring the Simpsons into an episode about the MCU, but I couldn't think of an MCU <laughs> couple where that happened. I'm sure I will think of one after we stop recording, but <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then our last couple that we're going to talk about is Scott and Hope. Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is going to have a movie that comes out probably later in the week that this is being released. So no, we have not seen the latest one. Um, mm. So we are just going off of the the previous couple of movies that they were like solo movies that they had and then mm. the other appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this is just because Paul Rudd is such a likable guy that he his charisma just exudes into his character right right uh but i i really like ant-man and the wasp because of the how they show mixed families 
Like there's a little mm-hmm. bit of tension between Scott and the new husband. Uh, but it's like by the end of the first film, he kind of con- concedes that, yeah, okay, yeah, this guy's still a good guy. And mm-hmm. so they do try to co-parent and you really see that in the second Ant-Man. Yeah. Uh, and then like, I love that Hope isn't scared to call Scott out on his crap. Because mm-hmm. he can be a little bit of a fast talker sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they still are able to come together and really work towards a goal. Like mm-hmm. the them her kind of teasing him about calling Captain America Cap. Mm-hmm. And then in Endgame where she calls Captain American Captain America Cap <laughs> was just such a such a cute like full circle moment yeah I loved uh I just feel like they're really sweet together even though like they had that breakup because he took the technology and without her or her father's permission and then Mm -hmm. got in trouble um Mm -hmm. like they're still able to talk like it took a while but they were able to talk it out basically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember like what it was like when they first met one another. I felt, if I remember correctly, I feel like she was like a little unnecessarily rude to him in the beginning, kind of condescending. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I know she had her defenses and, and her wariness, her uncertainty. Um, and stemmed from and that wasn't it was directed at scott but it really wasn't towards scott it was more mm-hmm. of frustration over having all the skills she needed to do the job that needed to be done mm-hmm. but then still having a man be picked for the job instead of her right right absolutely like her frustration totally makes sense and and i'm sure like later on that they have that discussion of like hey this isn't fair and you know she also I I think you had mentioned this but like that she is a no bullshit kind of woman like she will not tolerate things that just is unfair doesn't make sense and she'll stand her ground Mm -hmm. yeah that's really important Mm -hmm. definitely Definitely. And it definitely is strong in the relationship because she definitely sets really strong boundaries. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And Scott does a decent job at like keeping to those boundaries once they're set. So Mm -hmm. that's, I'm probably also saying Scott and Hope because I rewatched the second Mm Ant-Man a lot. (laughs) Uh, Uh I really enjoyed the second Ant-Man. It was really fun. Not, I have it, to rewatch it. It's so much fun. <laughs> I maybe it's. I think we, my husband and I, were watching a lot of. We re rewatched that one several times for some reason. I think just because Paul Rudd's just such a likable guy, and we were just wanting something really, just low key and comforting that it was yeah. like, all right, we'll just watch this. Yeah, we'll just watch this again, whatever. 
I I totally get that. Paul Rudd just kind of exudes that kind of energy. And it makes me think, like, even in his character, he's so, like, upbeat and casual that it's a, a nice contrast to how Hope is, where she's more yeah. serious and, like, like, I don't know, intense is kind of the feeling I got from her. Yeah, she definitely can be intense. Yeah. But so it's they a nice do a good job of balancing each other out. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. Like complimenting one another and um you know, filling out like like the little holes that one another has. I guess yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I really don't know much about them. <laughs> They're cute though. <laughs> I, I know Scott is cute. Scott is cute. <laughs> I hope I really don't know too much about, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, so that's that is my thought. That is our thoughts on MCU couples who we believe to be top tier and bottom tier couples. If you disagree or agree, feel free to <laughs> tell us in the comments. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of opinions on this. So. Absolutely. I'm sure people are going to say like, oh, Candace doesn't even know what she's talking about. <laughs> like, what is she going on about? My apologies, y'all. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> doing great, Candace. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but this was definitely a lot of fun for sure. Like being able to talk about this and connect it to like healthy relationships and, you know, giving people a sense of like, what is something to look up to and what's not yeah what what should you be on the lookout for and what should you run away from exactly exactly (laughs) (laughs) all right we will see you next time bye guys bye thanks for listening if you liked this episode please comment like subscribe and follow us on social media Remember to be kind to yourselves this week.